Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? <clears throat> Good. I think my levels are a little hot there. You coming in hot? I feel like I was coming in hot. but uh, You sound uh, a little bit different, like, like you might be in some kind of a, a st- stochastic chamber. Well, I which am, is the thing I just invented. It's a stochastic. It's a stochastic. <laughs> there are a lot of things that have changed. Oh no! Is this bad? Am I in trouble? No, no, no. So, so uh, you know, people that follow Marco Arment's blog are going to wonder what kind of microphone I'm using. Oh, uh, uh, so I've changed my microphone. This is not your SM50. No, you, you, you like uh, what's your your classic is the Sure. What's the one you always use? Yeah, the SM7. But SM7. this is this is also a sure product. This is the uh, this is the Beta 58. <laughs> and it's a, and it's fucking a, cuck, uh, cuck, know. Mike, cuck, Mike. No, and it's uh, <laughs> it's this one uses uh, uh, 48 volts. This is a uh, this is a. Did, an did you say 48 mic. volts? Oh yeah, it's just volt, and there's so much volts going through it right now. Are, are you able to regulate that, or is it is there no. some kind of a stochastic chamber that fixes it for <laughs> it's you? It's just a button. You push it, or you don't. Oh, uh, phantom power. Ooh. That's exactly it. And then also. Um, I'm uh, <laughs> sitting. This shit's so stupid. <laughs> I know. And, and there, there are going to be people that are like, I could tell. I could tell that I it was a different the, microphone. Uh, his proximity effect was off Actually, I never thought he was funny. <laughs> but I'm right now recording. I'm broadcasting to you. I'm looking out the window here at a, a lawn. I'm going to let you guess where I am. I'm, I'm going to guess. Okay, so, so okay. <laughs> there's a genre of thing that started... I'm just guessing. Uh, this is a genre of thing that's things that thing that started. Is this started with a D? S T A R D. Started. Oh man, take it up with Syracuse. <laughs> Major. Uh, no, I'm guessing you're in your car. No. Oh. That, oh my God. Uh, I thought you were doing one of those Trump videos. <laughs> Do I have one of those with your wraparound vibe? shades? Where it's like John is finally just living in his car. <laughs> He's just parked in a Walmart. I found my son listening to Depeche Mode. <laughs> No, I'm looking out at a front yard that is made entirely of gravel. It has some decorative Ooh, rocks. Oh, is this going to be? Is this okay? So, do I, is it clues? And then I guess. Yeah, yeah. And there, there. Am are I some, allowed to introduce the um, uh, off off air thing you were doing this morning? Because it, it seems like you would need to be in your area. Oh, you had something I'm, in town today. Mm, yes, I'm in the area. Okay, uh, all right. No, but the thing is now, Merlin, with the internet. <gasps> There is no area. We could all be on Venus. You we could, could literally all... be the penis on Venus. We could be the penis on Venus. Mm-hmm. And you see gravel. So there's gravel. There's some sedge grass, mm. decorative sedge grass. And there are some funky palm trees. Oh, come on. Funky looking, weird shaped palm trees. Are you a, a rest stop? A white gravel front lawn. <sighs> Uh mm-hmm, oh! Mm-hmm, were you mm-hmm. put in a home? <laughs> I was. I literally have been put in a home, and and I am in that home now. It's so sad in the Julia Child documentary, which I highly recommend. Her relationship with her husband is so wonderful, but very late in life, he develops dementia, and she she feels like finally she just can't do it anymore, and she just takes him in and says, "He says, why am I here, Julia? Why am I not back in Cambridge?" And she says, oh, this will just be a nice place to stay tonight, and I'll be here in the morning. Is that you now? Is Julia Child going to come visit you, maybe spoon with you a little bit? It feels like it's not out of the realm of possibility, frankly. This is a new venture, um, a new adventure for you. 
It is. It is. I feel. I feel ready to be taken care of. You can do chair frankly. yoga. <laughs> frankly, I feel Poster, ready. Posture classes. <laughs> it's yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be water aerobics. Oh, nice. Heavy hands. A little bit heavy hands. Mall walking. You'd be so good at that. You'd be so fucking good at that. Like, I I mean, obviously, in some ways here, I'm making a little bit of a nod to Better Call Saul. But I've also read several articles in in newspapers recently about people my age who've decided to move to retirement communities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I guess they get to be like the Brad Pitt, the bad boy of the villages. Bad boy of the villages. They get a a golf cart, but they make it, they soup it up. They make it look all badass. Burns coal. Yeah. (laughs) You know know what this costs me? And then they just listen to rock and roll all day and get drunk, bah, which bah, is bah, 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 bah. what most people want. <laughs> Sliding in supportive socks. Mm-hmm. Mm. I bet there are people listening to the show right now who yep. can't think of a thing they'd rather do than get drunk. Right now, they're right. like, "Oh God, if I could just get drunk." If right I could now. do, if I could, if I could just hit pause and do anything right now, I'd like to get drunk. I would just like to get drunk, and there's so much of the world that it, that just turns on like, oh, God, how many more minutes do I have to do this before I can start getting drunk? Yeah, yeah. And I relate, man. I mean, high fives. If I you gambling's are, like that, too. If you're 56, 57, yeah. and you're like, I put in my time. Yeah, I got to handle a JB at home. Yeah, well, and I'm going to, you know what? I'm retired, and I'm going to get up in the morning. The first thing I'm going to do is have a big, healthy breakfast. And then I'm going to start thinking about getting drunk. It's it's sunny out. Nobody needs me to be, do anything or be anything other than like slightly loaded all afternoon. The expectations have changed. I mean, first of all, like for men, men of my age, which I know you're not yet. Yeah. I mean, age-wise, you're much more right. a man than I'll ever be. But uh, <laughs> Thank you for, for noting the... One and a half year difference in our you ages. You kick your slippers at me. <laughs> <laughs> my cameras are capturing all of this. Hey, speaking of which, why is yeah. my camera light on? Um. Oh, up in the menu bar. Oh well, no. On the top of the screen, there's like a there's like a green light that's on that's never normally on. Um, are they are they watching me mm-hmm. uh, masturbate? What are they doing? Well, it depends. Uh, they are oh. watching you, but the masturbating is up to you. Uh huh. But it's, oh, it must be Skype is doing it. It's called chair masturbation, and it's a class that we do on Tuesdays. (laughs) It's like you sit in the water. Bring a towel. Uh, Actually, bring two towels. Everybody Uh, knows you can't have sex in water, and yet it's in every movie. Oh, my God. You know what? Cancel everything else in this show. Jesus fucking Christ, John. We grew up watching movies. Well, like USA Up All Night or MTV Music Videos, and people were always boning down in a hot tub. My girlfriend and I tried it in high school, and it was horrible for everyone. Can't do it. Can't do it. It's well, not- I mean, you can kind I mean, back then, you know, woof. Sure, you can try to do it, but it's not how you want to do like, it. No, it's like it takes the best performance characteristics of, of the genitals and, and kind of scotches the whole deal. Do you really want chlorine in there? Well, and that's the thing. If you could, if you could have sex in water, it's what any of it's what we'd all be doing all the time. You wouldn't want to be getting it's, drunk it's, in it's the, the afternoon. Snipe, it's the snipe hunting of adult intercourse. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um. So, um. You, but but you, on the other hand, probably are not thinking about how soon you can start getting drunk. And I'm not criticizing anybody. I mean, every I three D print. Oh, you do? Yeah. When did no, you start doing that? Oh, it's a big part of my life now. Are you making Wilberforces and stuff? 
Yeah. Little like naked uh, blue men and Wilberforces to decorate your office. There is a funny thing because my only interest, this has been covered so extensively on literally every other thing I've ever done in the last six months. But I'll I'll say one thing that is funny. I'm not at all personally interested at this point in making my own, if you like models or prints of things I design. I just like getting other people's stuff and doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. But which, because there's still a lot to the actual how it gets printed out. It's obviously too much to go into here but like what's funny is you go to these websites and you go oh this is really cool this guy made this really cool like a term from the thing is called print in place which means there's no parts it just prints the full thing and then you use it for a thing oh. and and it's really neat like that could be like an articulated dragon or that could be like a drinking cup or something that turns into a stool and you don't have any parts to put together it's it's really great and I'll, I'll see this guy who's like oh i just came up with this amazing thing that does this thing and then you go and click through and and all of his other models are like um velma with giant boobs oh yeah velma with giant boobs yes how much of the internet is just velma with uh, the made into kind of sexy. that's a really good question. Well, it's sold by volume, not weight, so some settling may occur. Oh, oh, oh. if you know what I mean. Oh, he went there. Did I? Oh boy. You know, um, where where is there? Yeah, that's what Michael Stipe says. My friend, my friend, Doctor Don, the food guy, who I, I think you're aware of, um, uh, Don Don yeah. Schaffner, who's always yelling at me about uh, the fact that the pizza under my bed probably isn't good enough to eat right now. You know, that's exactly what some. That sounds exactly like someone who teaches at Rutgers would say. Yeah, he, I, I mean, honest. not yelling. He's not yelling. No, he, he didn't need to yell. Look at me, I'm a doctor. My prescription, is, my prescription is shut the fuck up. <laughs> One time I did I did an omnibus on, I don't remember what, and he uh, he came swinging into the comments. You know, this is, we've known each other for years. There's we a talk- lot of, just to be clear, there's, there are so many turns outs in oh, yeah. food safety that would blow your mind. One of my famous ones is Dr. Don's advice, nay, commandment, to mm. never rinse a chicken. Oh, don't rinse a chicken. It's actually really bad. Oh, yeah, put but that stuff on like a that. T-shirt. There's all kinds of stuff like that. And you learn this when you get into stuff like sous vide cooking, where yeah. you cook in bags in warm water. Cooking and it's bags. like, it's. I had to completely change everything I think about how food is prepared. But but a thing, I, I did a talk there one time. At Rutgers. Actually, yeah, it was a really interesting talk. The, um, the slide machine uh, didn't work. Because, you know, people love you to do your, your PowerPoint. So I, I just, I, and of course, at that time, I was very heavily medicated for ADHD. Yeah. And I just fucking went off. Woo! I just, I just, I just did a thing. I know that, Merlin. Oh, it was something. And it was not well received, which is some oh, of my really? favorite talks. Oh, no, oh. no, no. <laughs> what does not well received look like at Rutgers? Did they all wiggle their mustaches me, at you? Me, I mean, like the, the, the basic thing about any Merlin talk is the, what I hope comes across as, you know, hey, I'm not here to just like beat you up because I think I'm better than you. I'm here to beat you up because you think you're better than you. Like, are you sure you are operationalizing all the things in life that you think are good ideas? Because you might be full of shit. And doctors don't like to hear that. Oh, yeah. Surprising. But anyway, he introduced me to a term that I now use extensively. And he was not talking about any particular person. But when I would go in and visit with people, I'd want to talk about like, what's the culture like on this team or in this group or is there a general vibe what are the things if i interrogated you a little uh, interrogated you a little bit would you be able to tell me things that nobody even realizes is a rule that everybody follows because oh, that's sure. that's the company or the organization he introduced me to a phrase that my wife has also used with great respect retired in place 
retired in place. Have you ever heard that phrase? Oh yeah, because that's what happens when, when when they're when they're doing. They have some big tool that they're using, and they're like, you know, we're just gonna bury this here now. It can mean so many things. I use it. To, I apply it to myself pretty liberally. Uh, but the way Don used it, uh, with much respect, was like think about somebody in like the classic cliche sort of government job. You know, Danny yeah. Glover's only got <laughs> got got one more week of this shit before he goes out on his boat called oh. Police Regret or whatever right and so retired in place means that you're still going to work every day yes but you're not doing anything anymore right well like i mean for example uh you know uh uh like in seven you know uh i i think i think the movie seven well, yeah i was gonna say like, there's the guy that's a, uh, an instance where that uh, morgan freeman he's yeah. he, he's he's heading out he's gonna get oh. out out to game he's not retired in place that guy is still hustling what i'm talking about is first of all the phrase is a thought technology i think sure, sure i get and it. you can apply it lots of ways but one way is like sort of what you just said or you've become in some organizations i've heard it called you've become furniture you right. become furniture, yes. Like, think about the couches in, like, a dorm lounge. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so you're not looking I forward to your next... I on many of them. Oh, dear. I've done so many things on so many of them. I... Oh, my... I can't believe I put my butt on those things, let alone my other parts. But then I I just was thinking, what's your deal at your new home? What is their name for the place where you're being stored? Yeah, it's called something like... Uh, let me see here, because... It's in the with it's all it's, <laughs> it's all in the, in the brochure. Password. <laughs> Withering it's in the palms. Wi-Fi password. It's called Sunrise Estates or something like that. Sunrise. It's not Sunset Estates. So yeah, that would a, be a better possible. name in a lot of ways. Yeah, but Sunrise Estates makes me feel like there's more to live for. That there's a future for me. That's uh, at expensive. least. I bet. I bet you sun, Sunset one. Sunset Acres. What's? I bet that would be a lot cheaper. <laughs> You're right. That's the thing. This yeah. is expensive. It's expensive. Because then you also get into the problem is then also with you know with dementia you also get into what they call sundowning. Do you know what sundowning? Uh, yeah, right. Sundowning. That sucks. Well, I've seen it. I've seen it. Now. I've seen a lot of people in the afternoon. They get a little weird. Well, so, sun, so sundown acres. Oh. Do, is it a private room? Do you share it? Do you, is there arr, is there a solarium? No, I have a pri- I have a private room. Private it's room. decorated. Let's see. Uh, the 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 end table lamps look like little atoms. Little like you know, like like nineteen fifty five atoms. Oh, that's but nice. Lamps reminds you of the good old days. Yeah, there's a big modern art oil painting of a spray like a like a uh, a rattle can yeah, graffiti yeah. artist can. Oh, it's like, a like hotel hotel room art kind of thing. Well, yeah, but it's like you can glue like, seashells to that and charge double. Well, there are there any seashells in here? No, I don't think so. Uh, but there is like a huge painting of what uh, is sort of basically like the yellow submarine, Beatles' yellow submarine. You know, I'd love to have. Remember in the movie The Shining when they go to Scott Man Carruthers when he's in Miami and he's watching TV. And remember he calls to find out if everybody's okay at the Overlook. Uh-huh. And there are two different, amazing, huge oil paintings of topless, gorgeous black women. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. I, I, I mean, I didn't think it was sexy, but I thought it was. I mean, it was sexy in like a cultural way. It didn't yeah, sure. give me. It didn't give me a rager. But like, I was just like, man, fucking Scatman Crothers, Hong Kong Fooey. He's retired in, in a good place. He's retired. He's a number in, one super guy. He's number one super guy, quicker than the human eye, and he's retired in a place called Miami with boobies. I'm sending you a picture of a. Of I'm going to send you a picture of where that noise is coming from. Also, oh, oh, John, that does not look real. Well, and that's the thing; it's twice natural size. It's twice normal size. John that's sent a, me like 
I don't know, like like if somebody had to make a phone from the future for Buck Rogers in 1979, what would you? How would you describe this? It's it's a retro future past future. It's a uh, retro future telephone. past future. It's got a giant antenna on it, like on your transistor radio as a kid. Telescope. It, like, it feels like the kind of can, uh, the kind of telephone that. Uh, it was like a sat phone, right? Like oh, a, I was going like to say Omar Bradley. It's got kind of a, a little bit of an Omar Bradley vibe. Like in yeah, Patton, something he'd talk into while somebody holds a box. It does look like that, except it's, yeah, right, okay. So it's somewhere between a, walkie, a World War II walkie-talkie yeah. and, and something that like a douchey uh, early 90s guy would be using to sell stocks. Yeah, Michael Doug was walking on the beach in a robe. Except it's cast in silver, and mm-hmm. it's like it's like very large. Not gray. This is not your Apple kind of coloration here, where everything's actually black. No, this is shiny. It's like, you know what it is? Dude, imagine you took yeah. 20 pots of Tester's silver paint that you would use That's to it. paint your... It looks the color of Tester's silver paint. It's that classy. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, this is a this is an objet. It is a decorative objet. Is it functional, John? Have yeah, you no. tried to use it? Well, I haven't tried. Can but you imagine I, how but many people have had that in their on their mouth. <laughs> See, that's the thought. I never go that direction. I'm never like. Are you aware oh, of man's how, assumption, John? You could pull. You could put this in your butt. You could put that in your butt. I you never think that assumption, way. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Of course. And of man's course. assumption is, as, as as featured on Urban Dictionary, is that it's safest to assume that every item in a hotel room has been in a German man's butt. Yeah, well, and for years after I was first introduced to Man's Assumption, um, all the guys in my band would put everything in a hotel room in a plastic bag. Yeah. They carried plastic bags everywhere, and, and I was like, I've stopped making guys? coffee in an iron at this point. I just don't even do it. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you know, it's just abundance of caution. <laughs> um, uh, okay, and then yeah. there's Palm. What? I am so goddamn confused. I know. See, I was, I, if I didn't know what I thought I knew, and I guess I maybe I don't, I would guess you're in Hawaii. Right, but no. That looks like that looks like a sandy beach. I have, I'm not going to click on it, but I guess that's the gravel, right? That's the gravel. It's not a beach. It's gravel. Sundown I mean, Acres. The, it's the, the, it's the perfect place to be retired in place. In the northwest, we have gravel beaches, but everywhere else, that's considered not a not a plus. Oh, look that's, at me! I'm England. We go to the yeah, beach exactly. on rocks. Uh, so, uh, so no, I'm sitting here. I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a place. They put me in a room. I'm, uh, I'm talking to you now. <laughs> you wait, you wait, you wait, you wait. <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> I. Can... <laughs> I don't know if I have a key to the door. You don't need it. Yeah, you're not going to need it. There's so many things you don't need anymore. Did they bring you any pictures from home? Like photos they could put up. So far, nobody's fed me, but I bet there's food somewhere. I, I bet, bet there's, there's rice pudding in the, in the hallway. Yep, Watch yep, out yep. for that Jamaican nurse, though. She's probably going to steal all your uh, jazz seventy eights to buy reefer. <laughs> <laughs> Jamaican nay, Jamaican me crazy. I, where are my LPs? Where are my LPs? <laughs> Who keeps moving we, my pants? Yeah, she they, sold my sold pants last a night. A long time ago. <laughs> oh God! You haven't had any LPs in many years, sir. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's not. Where's my oh, Dave Brubeck? What was the name of that fella? That fella with the gal, you know, and he oh. had the guitar and he broke his arm. Les Paul. My mom and I were playing that game yesterday because you know she's almost ninety. Yeah. And she was like, "What's the name of the girl, the <laughs> actress?" She's beautiful, and she was in that movie. And I was like, "Mom, I'm not going to tell you the name of the actress. I want you to, I want you to find it in your mind." I know that's your opportunity there. to be a gentle facilitator. A little facilitator. I said, "Let's play a game. Yeah, you remember that." 
And so she was like, well, she was in that movie with the two sons. The talking the- it out really does help. Yeah. She was like, it was a famous actor like, uh, like you know, Kirk Douglas or something. And he had two sons and they were in a movie with her and she sat on the piano and uh-huh, they were, uh-huh. and I was like, yep, yep. yep I know yep, where you're you- almost there. Yep. You're almost there. Big Lebowski. Yep. yep. She was very beautiful. And she's like, okay. And then she was in Russia House. Uh, with uh, with Barley Blair, and I was like, "That's the name of the character, not the actor." And she was like, "Right, right, right." And then, so anyway, she's do- she's doing and this. Her name, oh, she's in Scarface. Her her name was so much a part of the eighties and and nineties. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, and I said, you know, she's she's a big star. So we and and my my sister's like, "Why don't you just tell her?" And I was like, "No, no, no. This is how this is what I do well, look, myself." What, I mean, what if what if what if your mom did that with with Susan? What if Susan yeah. never had to learn learn to cut her own bologna or urinate? There you go. But I said I said to Susan, "I do this four hours a day now." What the hell was I just thinking about? Right. And oh Susan no, said, no. It's all, I have manatee brain. It, uh, that New York Times article <laughs> is all anybody I know is talking about. We are all absolutely stupider than we were three years ago. Call oh, it whatever sure. you want. Everybody's fucking stupid now. Susan and I had this weird conversation where she was like, what do you mean, what was I just thinking about? And I'm like, fully half of my day now is, what was I just thinking about? And then trying to retrace my steps back to... It's like having tip of the tongue phenomenon <laughs> almost all the time. All the time. About, and, except it's about something you know you were... And this is not even the classic, which I've had for 15 years, of like, why did I walk in this room? Right. You know, there's the doorknob effect, there's the doorway effect, there's all these different psychological phenomena that anybody of any age could suffer from. But like, I, I, honest to God, all I know is, all I see is the whole, we're a very somewhat urgent idea was perhaps 20 seconds ago 20 seconds ago. but i see the hole i know there's something that's supposed to be oh, yeah. there i mean i'm standing in this room i had to have come from a different do you have room. any arm gestures i have a variety of different gestures that i do that my family knows oh he's looking for something he's looking if i walk something. with my arms straight out at 90 degrees with them going up and down like robbie the robot that uh-huh. means i'm looking for something <laughs> oh what was i doing mm-hmm. well and then susan says you know i never have that i never have that because i'm only ever thinking about four or five things and i was like that would, that would be so much easier. Cornholing. Then, like, I could have been thinking. Honestly, I could have been thinking of fucking anything. I could have been thinking about Sardinia. I could have been thinking about sardines. I could have been thinking about sardies. I could have been thinking about. I mean, anything. Honestly. Oh, I know. I but totally then, know. But then, so we're all staying in. A, this is a big clue. We're all in this house together. Okay. And in the middle oh, of the night, intervention. Okay. I'm I'm sitting on the couch in the middle of the night, and my mom's door opens. And out of the darkness, she goes, John. And I said, yeah, mom. You know, she's been asleep and for, you know, hours. And she goes, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, my God, John. You made my day. <laughs> that happens like- in our house three times a week. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, she, she must have been so relieved. And, oh, and, and yet chastened, right? I, no, I gave her a huge round of applause. Of course. And then, you know, and then the door just quietly shut. She never came out of the room. I mean, I don't even know if she remembers it now. But, can, can, but, I tell you one, can I tell you one that my wife, mm, I don't think she'll kill me. I think she thinks it's funny, too. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Was that a person? That was Mike Squires calling to tell me how the practices that he's well, holding. Well, you know, I have two things on my list today. One of, them, one of them is a text that I got from Matt Howie a couple weeks ago that oh. said, holy crap, it's happening. And oh. then there was a link. Uh, oh, what was so, the link to? Okay, you <clears throat> it's a rock show in Seattle that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's that. I also want to talk to you. <clears throat> let me get the ex- actual model here. I also want to talk to you about the 262D by Caterpillar. 
Oh, the 262D. I'll send you a link. Uh, you look in your text, you'll see a photo, and here's a link to uh, where I think you should buy one of these. <clears throat> what you're hearing outside is the Bang Bang machine. Um, oh, is uh, it, it's, like a, it's like a skid steer. Oh, my God. It's the 262D skid steer loader. Yeah, you nailed it. But, you know, you can change the tires. Look how they change the tires. You can change the kit on the front. You can we see can in the one off. I sent you, you see the Bang Bang machine? Yeah, well, that's the thing. The little skid steer can go up to its own tool. But the listener, I want the listener to understand, like, I mean, I know this is probably bigger than it looks, but as construction equipment go, this is all, goes, this is almost like a, like a Mini Cooper. Yeah, you can put it through a door. You can just can take it right into the house. Can you the mall in this thing? <laughs> I think about that a lot. All around my property, I'm like, could I get a skid steer down in there? You could probably mow your lawn with this. I feel like what I'm what I would do is almost immediately roll the skid steer and then mm. I'd be in an upside down. You have skid a very steer. low center of gravity. You'll be fine. Okay. So what? So so Junior goes. I, I I'm trying to remember this correctly. I remember exactly what happened. I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I'm pretty sure caused this, which was uh, the kid was taking a shower, and so then mom and I are like, well, what do you want to watch? And I think we were watching maybe probably Righteous Gemstones, and oh. which is a wonderful show on HBO, and. Um, and we're watching it, and what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about the woman from Third Rock from the Sun, and saying, like, you know, who was, like, the, 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 the woman on there, Kristen yeah. something, and, like, how she was kind of, like, a 90s hottie, and they've really done her up, like, to be this, you know, person from the South who's very religious, and it's really cool, and I was like, oh, she was so great. No, and Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was on there, and I was like, oh, but, and then there was, um, you know, Hotel New Hampshire, Oh, yeah. And Madeline's like, yeah. Hotel New Hampshire. That actor. And I go, yeah, the, you know, the guy who the the guy was the <clears throat> lead actor on uh, Third Rock from the Sun. She goes, yeah, yeah, I, I know who that is. Uh -huh. And we're uh -huh. both doing everything we can to avoid the elephant in the room. Yeah, the Ellen James Society. That's Which what you're worried no, about. no, neither of us can remember the name of fucking John Lithgow. Wow, but you're but neither one is like going um 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 because you don't want to give it away. You're and like, oh yeah, Mister Guy. One <laughs> a night or two later, after we'd gone to sleep, <laughs> you wake bolt upright and you go ah, John Lithgow. <laughs> and of course, the other person is supposed to play it off with you. Like, oh yeah, I realized that immediately. Yeah, no, no, I knew that a long time. Isn't I was that just does that? I mean, like, I, I, that's certainly very much like at least eighty percent accountable to my age and infirmity. But like, whatever the dumb brain thing is, it's it's here, man. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and uh, I think that it's really, and this is what I was saying to my mom, you have to do that work You've because if you don't do it, then that, that wormhole, uh, that tube just closes and you're never going to go back. You're, you, you, you'll never remember that I, again. I agree. I, I think there's a lot to be said in, you know, with regard to my sort of former profession, the stuff that I got famous for at mm -hmm. first, including especially maybe the hipster PDA. which yeah, is talking this into your wallet. Talking yeah. into my wallet. I used to be Merlin Man. But you, um, but like the idea of like when you're in your 30s, having the presence of mind to start writing things down, I know you don't believe it now, guys, but like that's going to be such a good practice. Like, think about the person in your family who had, like, a, God forbid, like, a horrible coronary and now has to get in shape after a life of not being in shape. Wouldn't it have been better to, like, do that? And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying go on exercise, whatever. But I am saying, like, your brain's like that, too. There's not going to be a good day for you to suddenly decide that it would have been a good idea to put practices in place that contra your opinion that you never forget anything. You know what I'm saying? You, mm -hmm. But it, it is a practice, mm -hmm. and you have to, it's like rehearsing with a band. You've, you're going to get rusty, and you've got to like start developing a toolkit 
for being able to get beyond a total blackout or to at the very least not be bothered by it, which is very difficult when you're not fully old. No, I mean, you can't, I, boy, talk about, like, I cannot, I have to be bothered by it because it's too easy to look stuff Don't you experience that phenomenon though? At least I do. It's more of a comment than a question, but I think there is a phenomenon where I say to myself, well, I've totally forgotten this right now, but I know that I know it and I'm not going to think about it. And then like a minute later it comes to me. Well, there's that, and and for sure you can count on that, but there are, I think, there are plenty of things that don't actually matter that are in your head, and then they go Ugh. by, and you're the like... The least interesting part of the story is what always hangs up old people. And oh, that what was is, his name? Was it Cyrus? Yeah, no, exactly. just keep telling me about the sex party. I don't need to know the names of the people. Don't worry. But I need to, you know, because I feel like, I feel like at our age... It's like one of those gas flares off in uh, in the Gulf of Mexico, where it's just like that gas flare is constantly burning those tiny little memories of that one time trick or treating when somebody gave you an apple, or that one time in a you know in a lunchroom. This is one of my most voodoo beliefs. In the same like, way that I don't want to listen to Reckoning too often. I also, like, I worry that if I experience a memory too much, I'm overwriting the actual memory with, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. But, but I feel those, those little tiny ones, those one, those just snapshots that slip by yeah. where it's like, <clears throat> was that a dream of a thing or did I actually experience that? And if so, where? And I don't want to just go off gas. You're not ready to just give that up and let the fire burn. Well, burn, because. Burn off your baby memories. As I'm bur- as it burns off, as I see yes. it go by, there, the, my brain is ditching it for a reason, and <laughs> it is a little glimpse of a thing I'll never see again. And uh, so, I, and then you I, may not, if you don't remember it, you can't remember it. You can't remember it, right? I so, mean, if you don't remember it, you can't remember it. It's a very Yogi Berra thing, but like you won't know what you forgot because you, you don't remember. Know. Right? There's no there, that may be the only thing from that six month period of my life that that i would that it would even reference right you're killing and so in those moments i grab it and i yank it back and i'm like no what was that i know there was somebody speaking french or at least i have a a, that why is france you start doing those like like little branches almost like a mind map little branches and associate sort of like what your mom did right where you go like oh for me sometimes it's i remember it was around the time of this or you know what i mean or like i think i remember that person being an english person in another movie and like you can do these seemingly tiny little like twigs that can kind of turn into branches but but the first but you can't thing you can't just do, allow it to you can't just let it be like the first thing i have to do is go was this a dream i had last night that i'm remembering or <laughs> is this a memory from when i was seven years old or is this a memory of a movie i watched when i was 14 of a seven-year-old <laughs> right you know and so right, all the angles all the i like looking at it from different axes but I muscle those. I I don't let them go. I yeah. sit and fight, and and it's been oh, kind of really fun. The number of them I've been able to get all the way back to, like, oh my god, that was at that one babysitter's house, and that was like we were watching a movie. And and, and some and sometimes as a as somebody who has not, I, I find anyway that. I was telling my kid, for example, our, our neighbor was smoking weed yesterday when my kid and I were walking out to do something. Yes. And we're both like, woo, because I mean, it was real pungent. And I, I was t- talking about the first time my friend Sam and I ever went to a concert, which was 1982. We went to see the Go-Go's um, and with a flock of seagulls opening. And we're Lucky. there. We're there. And Sam goes, what is that? Are people smoking cigarettes? And I was like, I said, I think that's marijuana. It's a jazz cigarette. 
jazz cigarette. And Sam goes, I smelled that my entire childhood, and now I know what it was. Whoa! <laughs> he, he also figured out that he was born. He finally, one day when we were in high school, by the way, he was in Boy State, you know, straight A's. Yeah. And he um, AP everything. And one day he goes, I just realized that I was born seven months after my parents got married. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, I'm not sure I ever did the math on that until I was in college. Right. But you know, isn't that kind of like, there's those kinds of things where like, you have to like, you try to remember the thing, but then if you're revisiting a very old memory or association or dream or whatever, it, it you do end up having to leaven, leaven it with some reality yeah. where you go like, well, wait a minute. That couldn't have happened if it was at Christmas because that would have been closed. Do you ever do those kinds of things? Where oh, like, for sure. You have to, I mean, I'm not just ranting, right? Like, it's part of the exercise is like, it's not just that I'm trying to remember the in situ, like under glass memory or dream or whatever. It's like, wait a minute, like in, in me trying to build these little branches, I'm going to have to probably overwrite a little bit of lore to get it right. Well, I, I had one just a, just oh, uh, the God, other please day. Please tell me, please tell. Well, me. I, it was a thing where I said um, <clears throat> I was I was I was we were driving and I was describing to my kid the fa- the first time that I drove in England, but with a left hand drive car because I'd so much I'd, harder than it seems. It, it it was it was you know I difficult. did it in New Zealand and I, I I found it baffling. But no, I was not in a right hand drive car in a right hand drive country. I had oh. come over the channel in a truck I'd rented in Germany. Hello, governor. And was now driving around in England in a car that was opposite. Yeah. And because, you know, the story of like, oh, the first time I drove in England in a in a UK car is one story. But this is the first time I, I drove understand. in a German. And I was like, so I was driving along and I was like, and I was uh, hitting people's rearview mirrors, tech, tech, tech. <laughs> knocking over mailboxes. Yeah. And she was What's like, all this thing? <laughs> she said, well, how would you, how would you be doing that? And I pointed over to the rearview mirror and I was like, well, so that one was tapping on the, uh, and this is a very distinct memory I had. And she said, but if you were on that side of the <gasps> road, then it would have been your other rearview mirror. Oh my and God. And I was like. Oh, oh my oh. fucking god! Well, wait a minute. Uh, that is, a, John. That is deeply disrespectful. That, well, <laughs> I was like, well, no way. So, what was uh, that a memory? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, was I, what was I remembering then? Did, did I dream it? Was I remembering a different time that I was hitting yeah. people's rearview mirrors? I must have been. And what? So, what? How did I conflate those? And she's just looking at me as I'm like, uh-huh. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking. I'm counting on my fingers. I've got, I've, I've got an abacus. Uh, where like, that whiteboard? No, we have a whiteboard. So. Who did I, you know, and it was just like, mm, well, anyway, let, let's bounce off of that story and daddy will get his story straight later. Because we go into telling those stories with such brio. Like yeah. you go into that story of like, ha, huh, you and I, I think it's probably fair to say, have on more than one occasion say, well, did I ever tell you about the time that I X? Yes. And the, it immediately turns into a tissue of misunderstandings and impossibilities. <laughs> Yeah, well, if that's true, you Dad, wouldn't have you, been tall enough to go on that yeah, roller You would have only been oh. 11 years old at that point. How could you have been driving a car? Well, you know, <laughs> Did I tell I, you about the mirror? <laughs> a guy taught me how to drive a car when I was 11. What, I assume. What how else would I have been doing it? So I'm. Uh, so uh, so I just spent three days on the road. I, a three day road trip, and uh, and yeah, a three day road trip. And the car was me in the driver's compartment. My daughter sitting next to me and my uh, mother in the back seat. 
And we drove down the Oregon coast. Oh, boy. Through the Redwoods uh, to Monterey, California. Oh, that's such a nice place to go. We spent a we spent a whole day at the at the aquarium. You went to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. We went to the aquarium. We isn't did, we, that the best? Yeah, I, we, that is my uh, like in in terms of like you know like sometimes when you're a little kid and you got to go to the museum, it's like well there's a dinosaur, but then it's just a lot of rocks or whatever. Like if you don't you don't need to give one flying fuck about sea life to have so much fun there. It's really well done. And we had that. We we I can look at those seahorses for hours. They're wonderful. We got there just in time for every single one of the feedings. So we saw the sea otter feeding. Then we oh. went over and we watched the deep ocean feeding. And then we went over and we watched the kelp bed feeding. And they all had these wonderful presentations. I where, love that place. You know, I'm so glad like, you went. Did she like it? Well, she did. She did. She loves the uh, she loves the ocean and the science and all the things. Mm. And then, uh, and then the next day, uh, Daddy did his thing where he was like, "Well, listen, I've been putting up with all of your guys's needs. <laughs> it's time to go to the second largest sandbag museum in the Pacific Northwest." <laughs> it was basically that. I said, "From Carmel, because you know my mom's like, I want to go to Carmel," and I'm like, "Look, I don't think you do, but okay, I'll go to Carmel." And we yeah. went and we walked around, and it's like, "Yeah, yep, go to old missions and stuff." Pretty expensive here. Oh yeah, yeah. We, well, because oh, the I'm, golf. That's also where the golf, the golf is. Yeah. I made them go to the uh, to the the church in in uh, in Monterey. That was, you know, it's like the, some church that was built in 1790. It's the oldest brick building in California. Yeah. You guys got some old ass missions down there. Well, and so we went in and there sturdy they were, colonialism. They were having a mass in Spanish. Shut up. And we walk in and uh, and there's a you know there's a. Uh, a padre there who's like, D are, do, are you here to take communion? He's, he's ready to give me communion. Solamente en español? Yeah, and I said, I said, I, oh, we, uh, Father, we won't be taking communion today, but is it all right if we uh, watch, if we sit in on your mass? And he was like, oh, absolutely, no problem. Packed church. And so I, you know, I step in and I'm, and I, and I, I turn around to talk to my ladies, mm -hmm. you know, to start to explain as, as one does, a, a Latin mass or a Spanish mass in this case. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that they are both standing 15 feet out, you know, like outside the door. And they're both going, no, 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 no. Like shaking their heads. Really? And I'm like, I'm like, come on. And they're like, no, it's intrusive. And I was like, listen, the last, Did they, they thought it was like disrespectful to be, yeah, something like that. And I yeah. was like, Anywhere you go in the world, people desperately want you to come no, into no their church. No one wants you to leave their church. <laughs> they were so excited that you now, want to come into their more, church. Now more than ever. <laughs> now more than ever. And I'm like, listen, they don't think you're going to become a Catholic today, but that this is their happy place. They are, love it here, and they want you to. I also, mean, some, it, is, it is a job. Some of the people don't. Some of them are in there because no. their mom is making them be there. But, but I'm telling you. Nobody is upset that you came into their mass. And they both just felt, you know, that timidity of like, this, I is, I do. I do. this is too other. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to make you go into a church, <laughs> but I'm going into <laughs> this <Come> church. <laughs> I'm going into this church and I'm going to sit. I'm not going to sit through this entire mass, but I want to see how this, what the vibe is here, you know? And so, you know. Oh my God! They were they both were like, "We'll wait in the car." And I'm like, "Boy, we're gonna have a long talk as we drive about derber derber der," you know. 
But as we're leaving Carmel, I said, I have, listen, I've given everybody what they want. I've driven through a freaking Redwood. I have, we've spent a day looking at kelp. And <laughs> now, a freaking Redwood. Now, I did it. We did it. All right. Daddy's going to pick a road on this map. Yeah. That appears to be a gravel road or a road that no one else would choose to, to, to bridge these two points. You bring this part of yourself to every project. <laughs> You never order the same thing twice. And they said, oh, no, please, not uh, one of of these daddy roads. And I was like, listen, I I don't ask for much. Oh, no, not one of these daddy roads. (laughs) Because the daddy roads so often end up where it's like, oh, well, we're 60 miles up the backcountry. It turns out this road dead ends. And you're like, is this exciting? This must have been roughly similar to the vibe to when the GM GMC RV failed, right? Oh, and that's part of my daughter's uh, anxiety. Is like, we've run out of gas six times up these roads. Also, three times your truck caught on fire, and mm-hmm. it's, and I never <laughs> am happy. And I'm like, wow, wow. come on, it wasn't fully on fire. But so we head up this road called the Carmel Valley Road, and. You going up in it, and it's it's wine. It's you know vineyards on both sides, wineries. There's like, you know, uh, rich people haciendas, and then there's a little town where I swear to you, I got out uh, of the car and there was a guy in a, in a, on the patio of a restaurant playing Friend of the Devil, and you know a lot of women in turquoise, a lot of guys in straw hats. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, like old the, old people who've probably been not old people, but you know people who've been there for. Old timers, like yeah, well, but also like wine people, right? Like yes. money. And, but this people, is not people who who have been to a Boz Skaggs concert at a winery. There you are in a nutshell. Have yeah. you been to a Boz Skaggs, uh, Skaggs concert? No, but I, I do. Back when we used to still have the SF Big Guardian, I used to love reading the ads because it was. I mean, as a as a hipster, you know, late thirties guy, I always just thought it was so funny. Where you'd be like, it's you know, at J Lore, you can come up and see Holland Oats or <laughs> like two of the people from the Zombies. Right, right. As Not long the ones as Colin Blundstone's there, that's all I care about. You can totally see about wineries. Wineries are a big. I've gone to not a destination wedding, but I have gone to like with my food and wine loving in laws. We have gone to like full day things at wineries, and it's it's almost like the wedding industry. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or and, and the other day, oh god, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, we were I was sitting, my sister and uh, my daughter's mother slash partner and I were partner, sitting, yeah. and uh, like, what what do we want to watch on TV? And I'm flipping through the That's menus. That's my daddy. That's my daddy road. Yeah. I'm flipping through the menus. <laughs> oh, God. Please don't let that have the remote. We're going to end up watching. We're going to end up going get, watching Showa again. <laughs> but I said, hey, um, I think you and I might have talked about this. I said, hey, we never watched that movie about the two uh, white dudes that go to a winery tour. And one of them's like, never Shiraz or something. And he's all mad about he it. He hates Merlot. Uh, Merlot. And uh, and the uh, the the ladies were like, okay, sure, whatever. And we turn on this movie, and they just were so mad at this movie from the beginning. I, I remember America just falling in love with that lovable this, Paul Giamatti thing, and the guy from Wings. This thing won multiple Oscars. Oh, I, I I know. I it, it, but it is it, there's a certain kind of movie like in the wrong household. You put on even like Mamma Mia, and people are going to be mad because you know what I mean. Like it's just this is too like uh, this is too much of like a '90s movie kind of feeling. Yeah, they were really mad at this movie, and it's not like I was this. I'm not standing this movie like I, this. There's no 
But no hell I'm dying but John, on. John, I'm sorry to interrupt you yet again, but you have an important lesson to teach people. It's not a lesson I teach nor learn, but one of the lessons that you teach people is you have to sit with things. You oh. commit, let's commit to this in the same way that I would commit to holding this idea in my mind for a day. Let's commit to the idea of, uh, what's his name, Thomas Janeway and Paul mm-hmm. Giamatti in this wine movie. And we're <laughs> not going to flip away because no. that's the point. That's the exercise. Yes, this is a movie that won multiple Oscars that we did not see at the time that's because right. we had had the good sense not to see it at the time, but now we don't have the sense not to see it now, and that's important. That's very well put. And, that's, and, here, and yet here, and here we are. And here we are. Yes. We're, we're watching this movie that none of us are enjoying. Sit down. And, and you guys are actually really disenjoying. You're unenjoying. I'm this sorry. Movie. Is, this, is this movie interfering with you looking at your phone? <laughs> so anyway, Madeline through this this Paul, this Paul Giamatti universe up here in in C- this part Paul of Giamatti cinematic universe, yes, cinematic universe. But where we are is not Napa, it's not Sonoma, it's part of this new California wine industry, which, as far as I can tell from driving across California, has now replaced sixty percent of the agriculture in California. That used to be almonds or tomatoes or horses right. or just dirt. What is, is what is now the, what is the wine. difference in the industry or the practice? Well, I don't know. There's just there's just, just it's like to, to to meet meet demand. I, the last time I drove across California was not that long ago, and I have driven across California eighty thousand times, and there are more freaking grapes being grown in California now than at any other time in history, and I would say by a factor of 50. I, 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 and you I'm don't like, think it's merely the terroir of, <laughs> of the soil? I, I don't know. You I, see I, them, though. I mean, they're very, you really, I mean, like, you you can you, you get pretty good at picking out, oh, that's that's a wine place. Often because it has a giant sign that says, Ernest and Julio Gallo, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But you're right. They're, they're the, there's not a lot of... Uh, diversity to I mean like you're right it used to be like nuts like Silicon Valley used to be all like fruits and nuts nuts there were nuts and now no nuts now it's no, all no wine nuts. No. and I'm like are that all ding right but we're driving through and it's just like okay rich people wine but but no like mm-hmm. this is a different this is Carmel mm-hmm. Carmel's got its own vibe that was never like Oh, like we're also, I mean, sure. That's why? where Clint Eastwood was mayor, if memory serves. Yeah, this is Clint Eastwood country. But no, it's, it also is, though, you're, what you're describing, though, which is, it's very difficult because, of course, people go, oh, California. Oh, yeah. California. It's this big state, like ninth largest economy in the world, bigger economy than Italy. And of course, it's all fruitcake, hippie weirdos, but it's really super not, as you know. Like, if you go east of here, the entire length of California, it sure ain't that. You see Davis. Like, you go there, it's like a very good, like, uh, agriculture veterinary um, kind of school. It's like, there's so much going on. There are a lot of extremes, but there also is a certain kind of a type, whether it's in Fairfax, where Annie Lamont lives, or like whether it's people living on a houseboat like Alan Watts, or people like your your behatted winesman, like mm-hmm. there is a certain kind of old, prickly California type. Yeah, and, I, and I'm sure that they've been growing wine up in this valley. Like, don't get me wrong that this is that right. this is uh, they, that they're just inventing this. Try doing that with AI, am I right? But it, but it made me realize, well, two things happened. So one, I was reflecting on kind of this golf cart, uh, like retired in place business. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, this is just one more. I'm just seeing 10,000 new versions of what I could be in 20 years. 
that I'm at no risk of ever being. I just didn't know they were here and this was an option. Like, the, it's like, oh, I... It's, the, I was telling you how my kid likes to go on Sundays. He and his pal like to go to open houses and just go visit yeah, people's houses. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's the weirdest thing in the world. But it's so like great. such an old, old lady thing to do. But the two of them do it and they get dressed up, you know. Um, but, like, you're kind of doing something similar. It's a little bit of a, like, hmm, maybe I'll go. Or somewhere between that and Colonial Williamsburg. Like, you're going to go and, like, just see how life could be different. What's Isn't that interesting? Oh, look, what's look what they do here? here. Oh, this has a good access road. That's oh, nice. look at this sandwich. They've, uh, this guy's playing a friend of the devil on the acoustic guitar. Like that's still a thing. Mm-hmm. How much longer will that be a thing? Maybe forever. Maybe it's maybe this is the last time it ever gets played. But oh, then gosh. we we went through a portal. And all of a sudden, well, I'm sorry, this is going to drive me fucking crazy. Yeah. Friend of the devil is a friend of mine. Who, who, it's not the band. Who did that? Wrong before daylight. God damn it. Oh, no, no. Okay, are you, should, I do it? should I work the process? Should I work the process? Okay, okay. Yeah. Friend of the devil is a friend of mine. Yeah, okay. I, it's, it feels like Dylan or the band. Nope, but close. Uh, it's not the Stones. They all would have toured together. <laughs> oh, fucking Grateful Dead? There you go. It didn't dun, take dun, long. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you know, I like that one record. Is it the, Sh- the Sugar Magnolia record? I like. Is that American Beauty? Yeah, Blossoms I think, I think that's that's the one I like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Continue. Uh, well, and you would find Friend of the Devil on that record, my friend. American Beauty. And it's got a skeleton on the cover. Yep, that's right. A Jack Skellington. You just might get some sleep tonight. Yes, oh, riding yes. that tr- train high on cocaine. You are also that. Casey Jones, you better watch your speed. Okay, but that's a different song, but yes. Okay. Yes. Hmm. Um, anyway, so we're driving up this, this this hill, this road, and I'm like, is this going to be this the whole time? Is it all going to be women in turquoise and uh, and like... This is still a bona fide daddy road at this point. Yeah, like slightly cowboy mm-hmm. uh, uh, wineries. And then we go through, I swear to you, we're driving up, we're, there's a little stream, we're driving up the road, the road's getting twistier and twistier. And then all of a sudden, we go through like a single copse of trees, and we are in Southern California, roll, you know, or that section of California, big rolling hills, no houses anywhere around. No, this, this, the sky looks so big. Yeah. Oh nope. my God. Oh, oh my wow. God, John. Your skid steer is really digging a hole. Um. Oh my God. This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Caterpillar. Caterpillar, now a subsidiary of Peterson, makers of the 262D skid steer loader. It's an industry-leading sealed comfort cab with pressurized cab option. It provides a cleaner and quieter operating environment with excellent work tool visibility. Available high-back heated air ride seat with seat-mounted adjustable joystick controls. Our thanks... Our thanks to our, our thanks to Peterson Cat for supporting Roderick on the line and all the great shows. <laughs> okay, 